I'm Ayo Kindumila, and this is Clear Minds, Full Hearts. If you didn't already know, football is my absolute favorite sport. I just love it so much. And for me, it's about the culture of being a spectator. It's about the traditions I developed with my family and friends around watching the game. It's the songs and the chants and the victory dances. It's about the camaraderie of winning together and sometimes losing together. In high school, I was an athletic trainer and I just remember the entire sideline lighting up whenever our team would score. And then I got to college and I was in the stands breaking bleachers and then rushing the field after a big win. Being a fan and loving a sport, especially football, is unlike anything else I've ever experienced. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And although football is 100% problematic, I don't think I'll ever stop being a fan. And while I'm in the stands cheering or I'm booing, these poor athletes are getting their bodies bashed and bruised. And some of them love football, but some of them are just there for the opportunities that football can provide. Either way, it's a completely different experience when you're a player versus just a fan. On this episode, Damien takes us through his experience while playing at Kentucky Christian. I asked him how he would describe his relationship with football, and this is what he said. My relationship with uh, football, it would it would definitely be very, very much a man, <laughs> just because there's so much masculinity wrapped around it, and I can't envision it any other way. But it's one that uh, you have mixed feelings about. Like there's so much wrapped in it. Like there's, there's, there's times when, you know, you really love it, but there's also a lot of times where you kind of wish you never stepped into the, in, in there. And so overall, I'd say like I, everything that's happened, I don't regret because it's made me who I am now. But if I was strictly describing our relationship, it wouldn't be the most healthy one. The sport itself, like, it's just a game to me. It's just a big game. And at the end of the day, it doesn't, like, what happens on the scoreboard, you know, how many weights you pushed or, you know, whatever, doesn't really matter. Like, that doesn't go on your resume or anything. Like, you know, oh, we won, you know, our scoreboard is this. No, nobody cares. It's, it's a minor detail in history. But the things that comes with football, playing it, like the the team effort and stuff like that, the all the experiences, that's what like that's what made me stay in the game and love it so much. Not necessarily the sport itself, but what it could lead to. It's kind of like all right, like being with somebody. Like I don't like the person themselves, but I like what that person can connect me to football was more than a game to him Damien started playing when he was a kid and by the time he got to high school he had a decision to make do I keep going or do I stop here actually my mom in high school she 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 sat me aside she's like do you want to play in college and I was I hadn't thought about it she's like if you if you want to play in college you need to take this seriously if you don't want to play you might as well quit because I'm not going to have you, you know, given half effort in 
in this while other guys are using this opportunity to try to better themselves and get to college and stuff and you're just basically going to be in the way so i thought about it i was like oh you know it's kind of a kind of burst my bubble a little bit in the situation but um it was from that yeah my mom in high school so probably like freshman freshman sophomore year I did. I was like, all right, I'm going to try to go to college. I would have kept going, too. Damien's mom saw he was good enough to play in college. He just needed some motivation to keep him focused. Now, with his new direction and new focus, he had to start thinking about where he was going to play. I wanted to go to college regardless. So I was already going. That was going to happen. It was in my plans. But if I wasn't going to play, I would probably have went to a community college first and stuff and you know find the cheapest route but when you throw football in it 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 really narrows down your situation you know there's a lot of different colleges in the U.S. but not all of them have football there's certain places you don't want to go uh do you want to go uh JUCO or D3 D1 everybody wants to go D1 but not everybody got D1 talent honestly I didn't so uh I didn't know anything about JUCO, so I didn't even look that direction. I wasn't aware of that thing was real. And honestly, I found out about NAIA. Uh, one of my coaches at the time knew one of the coaches at Kentucky Christian and sparked a little bit of interest. They came through on their recruiting um, runs down in the South and uh, talked to me. And so that's and then we started the process. The recruiting process is a little, it rubbed me weird mm-hmm. in a weird way because I i felt like you had to sell yourself. It, like kind of, you know, look at me like Peacock a little bit. Like, like hey, I'm over here, you know. But that's not my personality. I'm, I'm, nest, I'm a background person for the most part. Like I like to be recognized, obviously, but never have like the full stage to myself. So having to do that was a little odd, but I, I understood how it was out of necessity. Peacocking during the recruiting process is weird. He's right. But it's something you kind of have to do. So many guys want to play in college, and you have to confidently show these coaches why they should let you be part of their team, especially if there's scholarship money involved. It's basically like tryouts, but a bit more intense. And although this process was making Damien sweat, he had the upper hand. He wasn't desperate. He had choices. Damien got a couple offers, and when it was time to decide, he chose the school that he was most comfortable with. Yeah, like, they weren't the only offer I had. You know, I had to obviously, like, narrow it down a little bit. I had, I narrowed it down to basically two schools, one in Kansas and one in Kentucky, um, both, both Christian schools both um, obviously private, both kind of in the middle of nowhere. The Kansas school was, uh, and, it was and it was just basically a school, a university in the middle of a cornfield. That's what it looked like to me. Now, that may be up some people's alley, right. but coming from Dallas, yeah, that wasn't, wasn't necessarily up mine. So I chose uh, KCU in Grayson, Kentucky, and where they're like in the foothills and like Appalachian Mountains. And what really sold me is really weird, the nature, the nature of it. And it was very slow paced town. I chose it. I chose it 
that place knowing the terrain's different, knowing the people are different because for the most part they're Caucasian in the area. It's not many not many colors in there. So I knew all this going in and my mom was with me at the same time. She knew too, made sure I knew. I knew it was gonna be a culture shock when I got there. There's a lot of options out there and like people don't know. They think like, oh, if it's not D1, da 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 da. I mean, come on. <laughs> There's these other schools that are paying. You may get a better deal at a smaller school than you would at a D1. And they also may treat you better too. Because the D1, everyone wants to go. So you're just this next person up. If you drop, next. Yeah, I'd rather have, personally, I'd rather have somebody like a program that cares about me personally. So that's what I went to, and I enjoyed it. It was a small school, but it was nice. Yeah. Football got there before everybody got there. They were the first ones at campus for the school. And uh, they throw you right into fall camp, and that's that's uh, like basically hell week, what you know some other organizations call it. Like, or It's two weeks, but it's meetings, practices, um, more meetings, uh, finding a way to somehow eat in between all that. They give you lunchtime, but all you want to do is just sleep because it's, it's bad. But also you don't have time to build like uh, social connections because we're all just here trying to fight for our job on the field, basically. So that was kind of a really tough time for me. That's, that's, when things got really hard, I uh, was, was it day, day three? I remember sitting in my room because I didn't have a roommate at the time. They just, just how things worked out. I didn't have a roommate that semester. Um, I remember sitting in my room. I was like, I was tired. Um, like, I didn't have time to talk to people. I wasn't making friends just because, you know, no one was making friends, but it was all weighing on me. So like, I remember I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> I cried myself to sleep and I was like, uh, some guys had already like quit already. And I was like, that's, I mean, that's an option. Like, you know, obviously you could say like, this isn't for you. And you know, you'd have to live with that if you choose that. Fun fact about me is that 500 Days of Summer is one of my favorite movies. And in the film, there's this point where there's a split screen. You see Joseph Gordon-Levitt's expectations of his relationship with Zoe Deschanel versus the reality of what their relationship is actually like. I feel like somebody should do that with college football, showing what athletes expect when they get to college versus the reality of what it's actually like. The expectation is college is fun. You're going to love it here. You'll get all this free stuff. And then the reality is, boom, hell week. Don't get me wrong. College is fun and you do get free stuff, but it's also really hard. And I just think kids should have a sober estimate of what they're getting themselves into. Damien is one of those people that even if he knew how hard it was going to be, he still would have chosen to play in college. He has high mental fortitude, he's not a quitter, and always rises to the occasion. It got put in situations I don't know that uh, I would have ever put myself in. 
outside of the sport. Like, uh, there's one time I discovered, uh, you have a, you always have like another gear in you if you want to. Okay. And it was, uh, I got in trouble for not watching film. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do punishment. And, uh, this was after other two forms of punishment, like a team punishment. I had to run with the team and then our position group I had to run. And this was all after practice during fall camp. And then I had to run after all that. Well, I had to push a sled after all that. So I was, I was dead tired before we even started. And I was doing it. And I was like, you know, I can quit. I can quit because everybody else has done it, you know, da, 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 da. But again, it's something I was going to have to live with. And my legs weren't moving. You know, you get to that point where it's like you try to push and you're just leaning into it, but it's not moving. So that's when I discovered about myself, like you can buckle down in any situation and push through it. Like perseverance, basically just persevering through it. And I'd never been put in a situation where I had to do that, where that was required if I wanted to finish. I think I like I learned a lot of different things um, that changed me, like knowing when to throw in the towel too. <laughs> like when I tore my ACL and was done, like physically done, I knew it was over, and. I had learned that lesson before because I'd seen other guys like keep trying and trying and trying and they're just making their bodies worse. And once they graduate, they get out of here, their bodies are tore up. And I was like, that's, that's not what I want from, you know, the rest of my life. Cause I have 40, 50 years left to live. Right. I want them to be pretty decent. I want to have a decent body. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to move around and hold my kids one day and run with them. But so I learned that and that was, that's tough. That's tough to, to to differentiate between quitting and knowing like when to throw in the towel. Damien played all four years at Kentucky Christian, and he played for the opportunities. He sacrificed a lot for the game, but it all paid off for him. It helped him refine his character. It helped him make friends from all over the country, and it helped him pay for college. And yes, parts of those four years were painful, but it seemed like the good kind of pain, the kind you feel when you know growth is happening. As college was coming to an end, and it looked like football was also coming to an end, Damien started to think about his future. It wasn't, it was never a, uh, a day that I picked. And I was like, you know what, I'm done. It was never like that simple. My desire to play gradually declined because I started um, reevaluating like, what I'm sacrificing for this. And at some point I started to realize like it wasn't really worth it. That was toward my, like the end of my junior year and like going into my senior year, I, it started to become not, not worth it. I didn't want to give up these things for this sport anymore. Like I lived it. It was nice while I had it. Don't regret doing it at all, but I don't want to go back. I wouldn't go back. It's when I, I hurt myself, like halfway through the season, my senior year. I uh, tore my ACL and meniscus, 
And I mean, by the time, like I had already set before, I was like, this is my last year. I'm graduating this year. I'm not going to come back. Like there's no use of me coming back. I'll have my bachelor's degree. Like that's what I came here for. So this is my last year of playing. And I tore my ACL meniscus and like as soon as they took me to the training room and I realized that's what happened, I was like, yep, I'm done. (laughs) There's no coming back. Like there was my season out there. It's over. And I did cry a little bit. I cried because like I was parting with it and stuff, but I, I didn't last like very long. I was maybe like a 10 minute cry session in a training room, but, and then my ATs, like we're really close. We're friends. We're still friends now. Uh, she came over there and talked me down and we were good. And after that, I was just, you know, handled the situation. Like it's, it's an injury, you know, start, start doing rehab. That's what I had to do. So I didn't plan on coming back. Like I wasn't doing rehab to come back. I needed to be able to walk and possibly do something athletic, you know? Maybe when I have kids later on or my nephew wants to start playing or something, it'll definitely start sparking back up in me. It'll come back around somehow. I th- I'm just done with it for sure all the way now because it's just that was my life for four years. That was all I was about. And I just, you know, just kind of want to detox and see what else is out there in life. Like go experience other things weird little things I never would have thought about, but I just try now. It's a lot of fun. Watching football and playing football are two very different experiences. I applaud all the brave kids that start playing and that stick with it. I also applaud the ones who know when it's time to stop playing, who decide it's no longer for them. That can be one of the hardest things to do. I'm Ayo Akindumila, and this was Clear Minds, Full Hearts. If you're not already subscribed or following us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, just stop what you're doing and hit that button. We also occupy this little teeny tiny corner on Instagram, and we'd love it if you'd follow us at clearminds.fullheartspodcast. And as you guys know, this show would not be possible without athletes like Damien sitting with us and telling us their stories. So thank you so much to all of the athletes that have sat with us. And thank you so much to the studios that allow us to record in their space, especially during COVID. And thank you so much to Kalia Fratikangeli, who is our editor and producer. I basically tell her what I want and she makes it happen. And I'm just so grateful for her. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.